Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. This past week, Facebook blinked in Australia mm. when it uh, announced that it would, in fact, cut a deal with the Australian government to pay news producers for news content. Now, this storm had been brewing for a couple of weeks. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Mark Zuckerberg said he would no way he would pay for content, and he took news content off of Facebook. And we know that a huge percentage of people get their daily news off of Facebook. Now, this also comes as Google, uh, a number of weeks ago, had made a deal already yep. with the Australian government to pay uh, for news content. It's a, it's a slightly complex topic, but we have a great guest to talk about it now with us and put it into some perspective. Alan Soon, the co-founder of Splice Media, uh, right here in Singapore, a 20-year veteran in TV and, and radio and newswires and magazines. Alan, so great to have you on the show finally. A pleasure to, pleasure to have you with us. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. I, I like I'm, I'm coming on right after your bore segment. <laughs> Alan, this morning everybody has come on after a bore segment. We've talked about it all morning. Uh, yeah, really, we seriously have. Alan, uh, the true pro that you are, what microphone are you rocking there? Because you sound great. What is that mic you've got in front of you? This is a Rode NT-USB Mini. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a great little uh, thing. I think probably the best thing I bought last year in... Um, you know, and trying to find some comfort working at home. Can I ask yeah, how much it costs, Alan? Can I ask how much it costs? Because it sounds really good. It's a beautiful mic, yeah. Oh, it's only about 140 which is not too bad. The one that you guys have in front of you, that's like $300. Yeah, they're expensive. Um, they're expensive. But it makes yeah. a huge difference, doesn't it? Alan sounds yeah. fantastic. No, I mean... Except if- it blocks my face as well. <laughs> it gets my face. <laughs> so so we that's a double benefit. Is that what you're saying? No, wait a minute. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Alan- it's, it's the mask that I need um, you know, sitting at home. Hey, let's jump into Facebook. Uh, first of all, give us the top line on this this week and what happened with Facebook. It's a long topic, right? So this is something that started maybe even three years ago, right? Uh, when when uh, news publishers in, in Australia started saying, hey, we got to find a way to get some of that money back, right? Uh, so this has been a long conversation. I think what, so all of this culminated this week in basically uh, Facebook saying, all right, well, we'll turn the news back on, but we want a couple of things in, written in code, right? Before, you, before it gets passed through Parliament. So they wanted basically a bit of, of leeway without being named as a as a publisher under that under the law. Uh, they wanted some flexibility to be given a, a heads up if the treasurer were to say, "Okay, look, you need to um, you know you." So the treasurer now has has to give Facebook or any one of these uh, media companies that it designates as a as a monopolist basically a month's heads up for them to to make things right. Um, and by make things right. It basically means that they need to go out and seal some deals hmm. with uh, with publishers that would give them you know a bit of um, of a halo effect, I guess. And just to clarify for the listeners, meaning that news sites, whether it's News Corp in Australia, which is the predominant news organization in, in Australia owned by Rupert Murdoch, if their news stories were to go up onto Facebook platforms, they would expect an, an agreed fee per story or whatever the deal is from Facebook. Is that correct? So. Th- so that's where we were before the amendments to the code. Hmm. So before the amendments to the code were made, which was basically last week, where you know all of this came to a head because Facebook said, "Look, there's no way we're going to pay you for this. This is a stupid rule, right?" Um, and basically, how it works is um, so I've been trying to craft some of these analogies here because I think it's it's useful <laughs> in a time like this. It's kind of like you inviting someone to your restaurant, 
you're giving them free food, but at the end of it, you expect uh, the, you're expected to pay them for it because they had a great meal. Hmm. Uh, so that's as far as I got so with face, my analogy. Facebook not, is Facebook sure is helps. Facebook is the restaurant, and the the news publishers are the guests. Is that correct? Right. So the, the way analogy. it works, yeah. or or the way the the initial permutation of this law was was that. If a publisher, so for example, like like you guys, you know, you put the uh, you put this event on Facebook this morning to mm. say to all your listeners, hey, come in, join us. So the thinking here is that Facebook would have to pay you for doing that because you wanted cool. to do that and awesome. you did it. <laughs> <laughs> Can we name the price? <laughs> and, to, 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 like, and 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 this is where it gets interesting because there is no. There is no set rate yeah. around these things. Mm. So you would have to go to an arbiter to say, hey, you know, we're, we're Money FM. We're huge, right? We have, um, you know, 60% of Singapore covered for a weekend slot. Uh, and so therefore, we should be able to command these prices. Um, and then the arbiter would have to figure out exactly what that would mean and then say to Facebook, look, you know, here's, here's the bill for it. So it doesn't quite make sense. And in many ways, it's just... It's ridiculous, you know. It just um, it was a it was a shakedown by by Murdoch, to put it bluntly. And I think um, you know at least at the very least, you know, it got everyone's attention. Well, I I, I used to work for one of the uh, Murdoch publications when I lived in Australia, and I still have many friends who do. And it's an open secret mm. to say that those working within News Corp, they are there is a concerted effort. You would notice, Alan, to shift quite rapidly towards the digital model away from the print model. I mean, this is going on right now, so you can see why they seem to be lining up all their ducks in a row. I know people in newsrooms yep. across Australia moving more towards digital from print and he want a slice of the action but what what i'm trying to get my head around even now as someone in the industry let alone just a you know someone who happens to be tuning in right now how it would even work as you as you mentioned mm. right now i mean mm. even this for example so if i'm working i'm trying to if i work for my old newspaper in australia and i did a short podcast or a show like this on facebook live as a journalist if it goes on facebook live does that mean facebook has to pay me for that because I'm giving Facebook content. I mean, what, uh, is it by number of stories? Is it a one-year fee? I mean, this thing is, you know, it's inf it's infinite, isn't it, Alan? Where do you even start with this kind of legislation? Well, that's that's a problem with it, right? These hmm. are these are numbers that are pulled out of someone's, you know, you know, well, let's what? say out of the air. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it clean. It's a family show. Pulled out of the air. It is. It is a family show. It is a family show. Bringing together policymakers. Um, but you know, this is this is where it gets really hard because basically any publisher that's using Facebook the way it's meant to be used, you know, uh, by putting out your content on Facebook. You expect Facebook to pay you for that? That doesn't quite make sense, right? You're using someone else's um, uh, service to promote yourself, and yet you expect them to pay you for it because somehow in there was the expectation or, or the notion that Facebook broke your business model. And so therefore, they, you know, they have to pay some kind of reparations. I couldn't, again, watching from afar, I do see both arguments, but in the long term, looking ahead, I couldn't see, apart from a little bit of short-term PR damage, yes, I couldn't see how Facebook could lose here because we are in a situation where the world's media needs Facebook, arguably, than Facebook needs the world's media. That's just where we are. So why did, in your opinion, why did Facebook not necessarily cave, but why did they reach this agreement in the end? I think it's 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 bad all around, right? I think it's um, 
you know, you, you saw what happened in the aftermath of them shutting down news. They also ended up shutting down a whole bunch of other things. Medical services. Um, NGOs, yeah. government websites, agencies, <laughs> even their own website was, was taken down. So it shows you just how leaky that mindset is. There is no way you're going to be able to, to define clearly that this is a news publisher and this is not a news publisher, right? Mm. You can do it for the big guys. But when it comes to the little guys who do very niche content, very, you know, um, uh, small media startups in that space, it's very hard for you to draw a straight line and say, well, you know, you're, you're a content marketing company, but you sound like news because our algorithms have been trained to spot people like you. And so therefore we're taking you down. So that's, that's a lose-lose situation for everybody. Nobody wants to be in that situation. And, you know, as Facebook keeps reminding everybody, you know, news content only makes up 4% of your news feed um, in any given day. Um, and I can say that for my, you know, my Facebook feed itself, you know, I rarely come across any news stories. Um, it's True. all about what what my friends and family are doing. So, mm. uh, so for me, I, you know, if I were living in Australia, this would not, it probably wouldn't bother me as much. Um, and besides, it's not like you, it's not like news has been taken away from you. You can still go to their websites. You can download the apps. You know, yeah. there are still many, many, many ways for you to get access to, uh, to news. That was the point that, that I thought was interesting. The Australian legislators who grandstanded on this, and it was grandstanding, they were saying, oh, how horrible this is. People won't have access to their news and all this. And, and I mean, a lot of people do get their news content from, from Facebook, but it's not like other news sites were shut down. You could go to ABC, you could go to News Corp or whomever and still access the news. So I wasn't quite sure why they were so, why the legislators in Australia were so up in arms over this. And and that's the first point. I'd love you to comment on that. The second point is the the percentages I've seen is something like 70% of people get their news from Facebook, from a Facebook feed. Yeah. Have you heard that statistic? Is that still accurate? Yeah, I think that those numbers are still accurate, and this is something that that uh, the Pew Research Institute, um, uh, Pew Research Center for, uh, sorry, uh, in the U.S. has mm -hmm. been has been tracking for a long time now. People do stumble on news, and this is the thing, right? So none of us would go to Facebook to look for news deliberately. This is something that we stumble on, and this is this has become a bit of a habit for us now, right? So you know, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, we would have gone down the street to the newsstand to buy a newspaper or we would have tuned in at 7 p.m. for the evening news. These days, we spend our time on Facebook and that's where we stumble on things. And so somewhere along the way, you know, all these things get meshed in together. And, and you know, the, the funny thing is that it feels like, like Australian consumers don't remember how to go about finding a URL anymore for, for a news site. Googling, Googling uh, ABC strange. News, right? <laughs> That's right. End up Googling and then, you know, Google gets in trouble for that. <laughs> uh, tell, us, tell us what is the difference between what happened with Facebook and what happened with Google? Where is Google as compared to Facebook on this issue? Because they had a similar well, they had a similar discussion, right, with Australian government. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, so Google's, you know, original sin here, if you will, is that they have been crawling the web for news and information, making that available to you as you as you search it up. So publishers started saying the same thing. Look, you know, if you're linking to us, therefore you are enriching your own service at our expense, and therefore you need to pay us. Same kind of thinking, same flawed logic. And I think, you know, for 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 Google, they they decided 
early on that they were going to make peace with the devil here, which is something that, that I took issue with uh, a couple of weeks ago in, in my newsletter. It's, it's something that's really sad to see because they caved in early and they said, okay, you know what, let's go make a deal with, with News Corp. Let's, um, you know, let's set aside some, some money for, for, uh, for their content. Uh, let's make sure that we never get hauled in front of, of the treasurer. So very, very similar in that mm-hmm. sense. And, and both of these you know, kind of, they, they all, they all, they're all built on the same premise that just because there is, there's a link that exists on their platform, therefore they owe you money for that. Mm. I mean, Glenn made a good point there about the, the responsibility of Australian legislators in this. Does it, I don't know if you want to qualify on this, does it arguably show that this is one final power play from Rupert Murdoch using, shall we say, Murdoch friendly a compliant uh, uh, government pu- publications <laughs> of a right wing persuasion in, in Australia, which does form the bulk of the print media Without in Australia. Huge. I mean, everybody knows it's, it's uh, you know, you'll know the figure around it. It's 70 something percent of the print publications in Australia are owned by News Corporation, i.e. the Murdoch company. Um, yeah. is it, does it look like a power play here to try to do whatever they can to reassert or get some extra cash towards that empire when they see that the tides are clearly turning away from their established model absolutely it's 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 two things right it's um, it's business and it's also power right and by power i mean the ability to to influence mm-hmm. uh what we've seen over the last 10 years and you know anyone who's who's watching and listening to this now on on facebook live can attest to this that we as consumers have all moved away from these old established habits that we used to have of buying a newspaper, you know, tuning into to a broadcast. We now can can get access to all of this stuff on the internet. And so habits have changed. So consumers are better off now than where they they used to be. But it also means that for News Corp, it means that people are not going to their to their services or buying the services or consuming them the, the way they used to. Hmm. And for for someone who's as old as Rupert Murdoch and who's as used to power as he is, uh, you, can, you can imagine how threatening that would be. Yeah. So that's on the consumer side of it. And if you, if you imagine what it's like on the advertiser side of it, and this is the, the component that I think was, was really missing in the code, you know, we need to take a closer look at what advertisers have gained over the last 10 years in being able to better target their, their ads, mm-hmm. better, uh, you know, run better campaigns um, for what they want instead mm-hmm. of putting an ad in a newspaper that may or may not get seen or read, right? So I think that's, that's the other component that's missing. If you were to ask any, any brand owner right now and every, you know, any media buyer out there, they'll tell you that, that things are better now because of these platforms, Mm. Yeah, Alan uh, LL Tan, one of our Facebook Live uh, viewers, is uh, weighed in. Says, "I believe the Facebook deal is with big media guys to appease the Oz government. Small content providers are the losers." And I have heard this statement made a number of times over this past week that the small content guys are not going to do well by these these deals. Explain what that yeah. means and if that's true or not, in your opinion. Yeah. So. Um so if I remember correctly, the, the Australian law says that to be considered under this code, you have to be making $150,000 in revenue a year, right? So for, you know, for a large publisher, a medium-sized publisher, that's, that's fine, right? Uh, if you're making less than that, you wouldn't be covered under this code. And this is where the, the problem is. So that's, that's, that's one, right? So you don't, you don't benefit from this code uh, specifically. Uh, but the other thing is that 
if you were Facebook or Google, you're trying to appease the bigger guys here, right? You're you're trying to you know to deal with with the Murdochs and uh, and whatnot. The, the companies who have, who have lawyers of the small ones. <laughs> yeah. and Sorry? politicians. The, the companies who have lawyers yeah, and have politicians. politicians. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you know the small players wouldn't get the same benefit of of having your attention, right? So this is this is totally true. I I absolutely agree with it. Um, and and you just have to look at what it was like two weeks ago when when uh, when Facebook shut down. You know all of news and what happened to all the little guys, right? Anyone who was counting on building an audience on Facebook uh, was left out in the cold. And that's, I think, a very difficult spot to be in. Mm. I think if you're trying to build a media business today, a service like Facebook, a service like Google, are, uh, you know, are incredibly useful because it allows you to target your ads and, and, your, and your content at people who want it most. Alan, understandably, I've seen a lot of think pieces this week in the media around the world saying that we should all follow the Australian case carefully because it is a test case for the rest of the world and whatever happens in Australia could end up happening in some way, shape or form to media around the world. Do you see that as the case or is this a unique situation between a a power struggle between modern social media and the Murdoch empire, shall we say? Or should the rest of the world take notice of this? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I've, I've been noticing that a lot as well, you know, and I've been getting a lot of questions about this. Uh, my dad was just asking me this <laughs> a couple of days ago, uh, whether Singapore would, would follow suit. Uh, so the one thing to keep in mind here is that this is built into basically what was an anti-competition uh, regulator, right? Mm-hmm. So this was, was taken up by, by the ACCC. Um, not every country has um, anti-competition laws, let alone having a regulator to to think about these things. So that's one thing to keep in mind. You know, the the, the number one uh, starting point here is is the assumption that Facebook and Google are a monopoly and therefore pose a threat to X. Mm-hmm. Whatever that X is, is up to you know uh, policymakers to, to define. I think that unfortunately, this this does become a template for other. Uh, countries where where you also have similar concentrations of, of ownership, I think this becomes a template for for those types of of companies to find ways to push back. You know, and the common language around this would be, you know, you broke the 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 business model, and so therefore you need to you start paying for it. Uh, why are you making money at our expense? Mm. Um, why are you able to you know to uh, to have um, so much influence and, and reach? when we're losing ours. I think a lot of these conversations will be very similar in that sense. So yeah, so let's, let's see where that goes. But I think really, you know, it really comes down to regulation uh, and not, not many countries have the same kind of regulatory authority when it comes to, to, uh, to monopolies. Yeah. Having, having said that, now that this precedent has been set in Australia, would you expect that we would see, see this happen in other jurisdictions? Could it happen here in Singapore? Would it happen in the U.S. where it would be a huge uh, challenge for, for Facebook and for Google? What do you think the likelihood is? Is this, this is going to roll out across other countries? I think in the U.S. So, so US, U.S. antitrust regulation is largely focused on the consumer, right? So the question that, that lawmakers would be asking there would be, is the presence of Facebook and Google good or bad for consumers? Are consumers paying more than they used to, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, the short answer to that is probably no, because a lot of these services are free, unless you want to do you know, ad targeting and, and whatnot. But, 
as far as that argument goes, you know, that's a very difficult one. And this is why the U.S. has not seen any kind of antitrust regulation against, against um, Facebook and Google. Um, the European example would be around uh, privacy, around using your influence in size and scale in the market to distort um, uh, practices, business practices. So they will be looking at it from that point of view. So, you know, France, for example, has had very successful regulation against Google on this front. Um, um, and we're seeing, you know, similar types of, of, of regulation come up across um, the EU for that because, mm -hmm. you know, the European uh, understanding of, of monopoly is just very unique to itself. Right. Uh, I don't think we'll see it anywhere else um, unless there's, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a case to be made, and I think that's quite hard to be made. Yeah. Okay. we got to leave it there. Alan Soon, co-founder of Splice Media, media analyst. Thanks, uh, thanks a lot, Alan, for being with us today. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Alan. See you soon. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.